Back when I introduced you to purgatory, I told you a little bit about something called the stone tape theory. And if you haven't heard episode four or five yet, purgatory and abandon all hope, I recommend you go back and listen to those before you listen to this. Because this one probably won't make a whole lot of sense without that background. Like I said at the end of episode 5, this episode isn't about me. It's about somebody I worked with and their experience at Purgatory. This is The Haunted Earth. Episode 6, Darkness Follows. I introduced you to the stone tape theory back in episode 4 when I introduced Purgatory to you. And... When I read about the stone tape theory, it got me thinking. And it's one of the reasons why I believe in hauntings today. So again, if you haven't listened to episode 4 and 5, Purgatory and Abandon All Hope, go back and give those a listen before you listen to this. I'll give you some context. Well, this story um, did not take place too long after my experience uh, in the basement at Purgatory. It was right around Christmas. Actually, probably just a few days or a week before. And it was a cold, you know, overcast, dark winter's day. And my boss came down and said, hey, I need somebody to go over to the house and bring some garland and wreaths over for a display we're building. And I gave him the look like, nope, absolutely not. Well, my coworker and one of the managers there, we'll call him Brett, said, well, I'll go do it. I'm, there's nothing over there. I can't, can't be bothered with anything that you guys are freaked out about. And so I gave him this look like, well, good luck, buddy. And mind you, this is in the middle of the day. So Brett walked across the street. And I watched him as he opened the front door And disappeared into the house. I went back inside. Helped a couple of people. And noticed Brett hadn't come back yet. And so I walked back out to the front of the store. And I looked across the street. I couldn't see Brett. So I went back inside. Helped set up some displays. 
And my boss said, hey, have you seen Brett? Which I shook my head and said I hadn't. And he said, well, why don't you run over there and see what's going on? And I said, sure, yeah, I'll run over there. Knowing full well that I wasn't going to. And so I walked back out to the front to see if I could see Brett. No Brett. No sign of him. It had been about a half an hour and Brett hadn't returned from what seemed to be a really easy task. Just picking up some garland and wreaths and that out of the basement. So I went back inside, grabbed a a beverage and walked around and chatted with some of the other employees. My boss said, hey, did you go over there? Knowing that I had been caught, I said, oh, no, you know what? Sorry. I forgot. I'll go do that right now. And so I sauntered out of the building and walked out into the parking lot and looked across the street to where the house was. And sure enough, there came Brett. But I noticed that he wasn't carrying any wreaths or garland and that he was walking with a limp and he had a look on his face like something was wrong and so I walked up to the sidewalk to meet him and as he got up to me he shot me this glance that I had never seen on his face before. And it scared me. And again, I noticed that he was walking with a pretty severe limp. And I followed him in to the offices without a word being said between us. And then Brett grabbed his keys and he left I kind of shook my head and wondered what on earth was going on this was before cell phones or anything so I couldn't really call him to see what was up but I really wanted to know what happened fast forward two days to the next time Brett and I worked together. I was really excited all day to go into work and to ask Brett what happened. And as soon as I punched the clock, I walked in and I found Brett. And as I walked out toward him in the snow, I just kind of threw my arms up. I'm like, what the heck, dude? And then he shot me that look again and shook it. It was just shaking his head. 
And he said, you know, I didn't believe you guys. I thought you guys were full of it. And I said, what happened? Why were you gone so long? Why were you limping? And then when, you know, a couple customers came up and so we had to, to help them out. And I think I was just told them to go figure it out themselves because I really wanted to hear what Brett said. And when Brett finished with his customer, I, he, he came over to me and sat down and he said, so I was feeling fine, nothing was bothering me until I opened the front door. And he said, as soon as I entered the house, it felt like time was standing still. Like the air was really heavy. And it didn't feel right. And he said, I went downstairs, walked over to the corner where all the wreath and garland was. And he said, and I got a little unnerved and freaked out because of the room that was there. And he said, I'll be honest, I shot a couple looks over my shoulder whenever I had my back to that room. So I felt like something was there with me. This whole time I'm standing there wide-eyed, just nodding. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. And then he said he draped Garland over his arms, grabbed a couple wreaths in each hand, and started to head back up the stairs. And he said he got up about halfway up the stairs, and he thought he heard something in the basement. I didn't say if it was like footsteps or something, but he said he heard something. So he stopped and turned around and looked down in the basement and couldn't see anything. Then he said he got about three stairs from the top when he felt his shirt get pulled from behind him. Like when somebody is chasing after you or behind you and grabs your shirt and pulls it. He said he felt the collar get tight around his neck. And that he got pulled down the stairs. Now Brett was about six foot three. And probably about 230 pounds. He wasn't a small guy. And he said he bounced down those stairs and hit the concrete... And lay there for about five minutes, just aching. And then he said he jumped up and leapt up the stairs in like two jumps and ran out of that house, locked it, and then went home.
not mentally able to process what just happened to him. And so I asked Brett, I'm like, well, was there anything on the stairs that could have snagged your shirt or something? He said, no, there's nothing. And he kind of looked at me and said, you know what I'm talking about. And then we sat there in silence for a little bit and Brett was just shaking his head. And here I was, a 17 year old and Brett was in his early 20s he was a student at the University of Utah and I knew he wasn't giving me a bullcrap story I could see it in his eyes what he was talking about had happened and he stood up looked at me with that look in his face and he said you know what there is something over there and it pulled me down those damn stairs about four months after that I was um, ready to leave that place of employment and I was getting ready to go to school and towards my last day I went up to Brett and I said hey man I just gotta know and he said let me stop you right there yes something did pull me down those stairs I don't know what it was but it knew who I was and it got me that happened more than 23 years ago And I'm not going to lie, I have done everything I can do to find Brett. So he could tell you this story himself. Because when he told me, it scared the living crap out of me. Because I knew that night the lights went out in the basement when I was there. that something was ramping up to happen whether to me or to somebody else and I felt bad that it happened to Brett and the funny thing is I still see some people that I work with that I worked with rather And we get talking about the good old days. And every once in a while, I'll throw in, Hey, do you remember that house across the street? And every time, 
like the smiles leave their faces. And dark memories come flooding back. I've asked a couple of people if they had experiences and if they'd want to share. And every time I've been met with answers that say, oh no, nothing ever happened. Or, no, that's okay. It's funny. As I drive past the place where that house stood. Because it has been long since torn down. I still get those feelings of trepidation. And after all these years. You can still feel the darkness there. And if you happen to be walking down the street you can feel it it's a tangible feeling I don't know what happened in purgatory I don't know why there were medical tables in it all I know is how I felt when I went in there and discovered them and the multiple times I did go over there And that night, where something was in the basement with me. Just thinking about it gives me the chills. And even after all these years, the darkness still follows. And so this chapter of Purgatory comes to a close. There are other stories out there that I don't know about. I know a lot of people that went over there and had experiences. And I'm trying to find out which ones I can share. I want to say thank you to those that have reached out with their own stories. And know that I'm going to be sharing them. So if you have stories, please reach out to me at thehauntedearth at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thehauntedearth. I'd love to chat with you about the things that have happened to you and potentially share them.